What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I don't no, understand. you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble, and I know I'm in trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Each of we have tonight. Uh, I, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. We all know the risks of being on social media, but have you ever thought about the biggest risk? Do you mean getting murdered? We received a call from the Lueck family reporting that they had not heard from their 23-year-old daughter. I'm Jillian Lee Garner. And I'm Courtney Bell. We're the hosts of I Met My Murderer Online, the only true crime podcast to tell the chilling and tragic tales of how the internet can leave the unsuspecting into devastating dates with death. The search warrant resulted in the findings of a fresh dig area on his property. Each episode of our podcast is a true story told as a tightly woven thriller. You will hear from all who are involved in the case, the investigators. The droplets of blood, the way that the vehicle was left. Victims' family members. That was our baby, and my baby's gone. Attorneys. Tiffany testified in court that he showed absolutely no remorse. Criminal psychologists. Sometimes people become a little too obsessed with the person they follow. And even the murderer themselves. I would pull the extension cord out. I put it around her neck. I held it for three or four minutes until I knew she was dead. We'll explore the warning signs, the red flags, and the twisted, tragic consequences that can result from online encounters. If you're a fan of true crime, then you'll want to listen to season two of I Met My Murderer Online. Available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. 
And for updates, make sure to follow us on Instagram at IMMO podcast. It never ceases to amaze me how a grown man can have a sexually explicit conversation with someone who identifies themselves as a child and during that conversation express how wrong this conversation is to admit that he knows it's illegal but he shows up anyway and such is the case with Terry Warner who was 60 years old when he showed up at our sting house on the Jersey Shore. He's now 76. And Terry, as you'll hear in this episode, actually went so far as to consult a lawyer friend of his, or at least he says he did this, who told him he couldn't have sex with this 13-year-old girl for whom he bought underwear, in a candle for their romantic interlude, apparently. But he shows up anyway, and you're going to hear from him in just a few minutes. Terry used the screen name NJ Dom 4F, which presumably means New Jersey dominant for female, meaning that he wants to be the dominant one during a sexual encounter. And he's in a chat room talking with a girl whose screen name is Allison936. And she tells him very quickly in the conversation that she's 13. Now, Terry, who's 60 at the time, pretends that he's actually much younger, 49 as if that would make it okay, a 49-year-old meeting a 13-year-old girl. Nice pick, Allison. Thank you, says the decoy, working for Perverted Justice, the online watchdog group. You are very beautiful. LOL, no way. I think you are. And then Terry Warner, NJ Dom for F, says to the girl, are you looking for dad? Now, this entire conversation takes place over four weeks, but this is just minutes in. Are you looking for dad? That's creepy just to say it. But oh yes, it gets creepier after this. And illegal. I have one, but he's an idiot. Looking for a better one, he asks. Never thought about it, she says. Where are you in New Jersey? Ocean County. Remember, this was the sting where we had that big house right on the beach, the one that's now gone because of a superstorm a few years back, 10 years ago, actually. And our onside decoy was Casey, the daughter of one of the owners of the home. Casey was an extraordinary decoy. And she really played an incredible role in the success of this investigation because As you may recall, we didn't just have guys walk in the house, come up to the counter or the bar, and get confronted by me. In this case, we actually had some of the men show up on the beach 
We had beach chairs out. They would sit down. They would have a conversation with Casey, posing as the 13 or 14-year-old girl. And those conversations were very telling because you see and hear the grooming in real time. Now, this particular predator I've caught, Terry Warner, is a little more coy when he shows up, but I'll get to that in just a moment. The conversation continues. How old are you, she asks. 49. He shaves off 11 years. You? He asks. Allison 936 says, I'm afraid to tell you. Don't be afraid, he says. 13. Bye. She says. Not him. The decoy says bye. Oh, you are a little young. Do you mind that I am older? No, but I figured you would mind. Now, here's an out. Here's an example of how the decoys from Perverted Justice and the decoys we use today in the current investigations give these potential predators a chance to walk away. To say this is wrong. To make no mistake that they're talking to somebody they shouldn't even be talking to, much less be setting up a sexual liaison. No, I don't, he says. If you don't, are you sick? He asks. It's kind of bizarre. Why? No, your 2-7 profile said you were. I was, not now. Okay, what are you doing tonight, he wants to know. Just sitting here. LOL, like a loser. You are not. And you are chatting with me. Whoa, boy, that's a way not to be a loser. This is grooming. This is a guy old enough to be this girl's grandfather. He's 60. She's 13. Do you have a boyfriend? What grade are you in? Eight. I did, but not now. What happened to him? How old was he? He moved. He was 17. I heard he has a new girlfriend. I knew he would. Where did you move from? Michigan, she says. Wow, long ways. How long ago? September, she says. Now, remember, this is early spring, 2007, actually. Have you made friends? Some. I miss me friends, she says. I bet. Especially the boyfriend, right? Now he's getting back into the boyfriend, which is going to lead to, what did you do with the boy? And are you willing to have sex with me? He doesn't wait much longer. And then... NJ Dom for F says to this 13-year-old girl about her former boyfriend, who she said was 17, did you cuddle with him? Yeah, totally. Did he touch you? Yeah, says the decoy. And did you have sex with him? This guy is 60 years old. He admits to being 49, which is a lie, obviously, as if that makes this look any better. She says, you're not going to like me now. Whatever you answer will not affect our friendship. Friendship? Why are you even talking to somebody who says they're 13 when you're 60 years old? Yeah, I did, she says. Did you like it? This guy should be arrested on the spot for being creepy. Much less continuing this sexually explicit conversation for four weeks and then showing up at our sting house in New Jersey. I can't believe I told you that, she says. LOL, I never told nobody. 
That's because we are friends. I hope you do not mind telling me. That's because we are friends? Let's look at the clock here. That's 6.32. The conversation begins at 6.20. So this is 12 minutes into the conversation. He asks this girl, this 60-year-old man, presumably sitting at home, perhaps his wife is milling about someplace. He's got grown children, one of whom I spoke with for this podcast episode. We'll get to that in a moment. Did he give you oral sex? Did he give you oral sex? I don't think I understand, she says. Oh, he's going to explain now. Did he lick and kiss you? Did he touch your pussy? With his hand? Did he with his lips and tongue? No, LOL. Did you want that? She's 13, Terry. Now, remember this conversation when I get to the point where I talk to Terry Wagner Jr. on the phone. He's angry. I'll just leave it at that for now. Did you want that? I don't know. Do girls like that? Yes, many do a lot, he says. See the sex professor now? Have you done it with a girl? She asks. Yes, says Terry. You like doing that? She asks. Yes, with someone who really likes it and wants it, I I want to make her happy and very satisfied. You know a lot of stuff, don't you? Yes, I can tell, she says. Do you want to learn, he asks. Really? Yes, do you? Yeah, LOL. Did you touch him? With my hand, she says. Did you stroke him and make him come? Yeah, LOL. Did you like doing that? It was okay. This is not going to be the first time he's had a conversation like this. Now, he's going to be all apologetic when he runs into me. Nervous. Slinking up to our home. You'll hear that in a minute. You are so beautiful and sexing. Yes, sexing is what he says. Probably means sexy. I want guys to like me, she says. You do? Yes. Do you mind if I do? That's cool. Good. Do you have any more pictures? Yeah, I got one. Now, he sends a picture, ultimately, of himself. He looks a little bit like the film director, George Lucas. You get the picture. I'm not casting any aspersions on Mr. Lucas, but that just happens to be what Terry Warner at the time looked like. May I add you as a friend? Yeah, totally. Okay. There's more talk about pics, and he wants to know if she likes her breasts being kissed. She says, yeah, it feels nice. She's 13. How tall are you, he asks. 5'1". He says he's 5'10". And more similar, obscene chit-chat with someone he knows is very definitely underage. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. But I will bring you ice cream anytime you want. Ugh. You have to come when my mom ain't here, she says. Okay. Do you have any brothers or sisters? No, I wish. 
So it's just you and her at home? Yeah. Sucks, she says. Does she leave you alone a lot? Sometimes, and sometimes not. I know she is going on vacation with her boyfriend next month. Okay. Can you also get away from the house? Sometimes go to the mall? Ugh. It's easier when she's gone, the girl says. You don't want to wait. It's okay. I know it's a pain. I'm sorry. I don't want to get into trouble, he says. And we have to get to know each other, too. Mm. Seems like he's setting up the meeting already. But you are right. I would rather not wait, LOL. I'm sorry, she says. You seem very nice, he says. No problem. When is she going away? Uh, he is locked and loaded here. Committed. She gives him a date when she's leaving. March 29th, to be exact. If you don't want to wait for me, it's okay. Now, right then, he could bail. But he doesn't. That's a long ways away. But you are worth it. That's what he says. That is a long ways away, but you are worth it. A 60-year-old man chatting online with a girl who has told him in no uncertain terms that she's only 13. He wants to have sex and then, oh, and hopefully we will become good friends. Yeah. He's looking up her general vicinity to see how far it is from his home. He shares his cell phone number. Now, the chat goes on and on and on and on. There's talk about the gifts he's going to bring. More sexual questions. Do you want to have me kiss you all over? Yeah, says Allison, 936. Your breasts, stomach, pussy, clit, thighs, legs. I hope I can do it right, she says. Oh, you will. Promise you won't laugh if I do something wrong? I will never laugh at you for anything. Now, he is way over the line here. And you want me to make love to you? Yeah. And teach you? Yeah. This guy is living out his fantasy. I don't know what he had going on at home at the time. I don't know what his relationship with other women was. I don't know how many other chats he's had like this. Or how many he's had with 13-year-old girls. But it sure seems to me, having confronted nearly 600 predators over 19 years, that this is not the first time he's done this. And if you disagree, then you tell me why at Chris at PredatorPodcast.com. Oh my God, I can't wait, she says. And I hope you can't wait until the next time and start thinking about it when we leave each other. So not only is he going to do this, but he's setting up a repetitive relationship, an ongoing sexual tryst, which is tantamount to rape, the rape of a child. And again, this is just a third of the way through the conversation. The texts go on about how much he cares about staying the night together, about how he wants to spoil her, says he's not rich, but he has money. She says she wants to be a nurse one day. He asks about her grades. She says they're good. 
He says, good, that's important for college. She asks if he went to college. Yes, University of California and Columbia University. Engineering degrees. He's an engineer. He's not smart enough to stay away from this kind of trouble. Ultimately, there is talk about clothing. Do you like dresses or jeans? Yeah, all of that, she says. Skirts. He asks what her favorite color is. During the course of this four-week online conversation, you'll see him dive in deep with the sex talk, graphic talk. And then he backs off and talks about the importance of school, her grades, the fact that he's got a higher education, a master's in engineering, about how much money he has. And then he's going to taunt her a little bit about the gifts that he's going to bring. He talks about bringing her underwear, sexy underwear. And he'll do that too, as you'll see. He talks about alcohol. The decoy says, I feel sexy when I drink, lol. Is that weird? You are sexy all the time, honey, he says. I get horny every time I look at your picture. Thank you, baby. How much do you love me, she says. A lot. Hmm, she says. And it will get more as we get to know each other. And get to be with each other. I just want to tell you that I want you to be happy with me. And I would do anything for you, Terry, says the decoy. That is wonderful. I want to be so happy with you. Now, what do you think Mrs. Terry is thinking about this? I'm wondering if she ever got the details on his conversation. He was prosecuted, but never had to go to jail or prison, except to be booked. I always find it ironic that in situations like this, and you'll hear from a family member shortly, that the family of a guy who's capable of doing this sort of thing is angry at me, my team, law enforcement. Why don't you be angry at the guy who said all this stuff? Maybe he got help, maybe not. We don't know. If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. So as I mentioned, this conversation culminates finally four weeks after it begins. And here comes Terry Warner, driving up to our stinghouse on the Jersey Shore. That's him, that's him. He's parking, she waved, and he's gonna park, it looks like. So Terry pulls up in his car, this engineer, and Casey has a hood up, and she goes to this wooden fence that's at the edge of her family's property, which is right on the beach, right on the Atlantic Ocean. Beautiful old place. And she waves. Now, he doesn't bring the gifts with him when he walks up to talk to her. But in his car, he has a bra for her that he's purchased at Victoria's Secret, a webcam, and candles. So even if, as he will argue shortly, he wasn't going to have sex with the 13-year-old girl, it certainly appears that he was going to give her the gear to entertain him online 
for years to come. He's groomed her. In his mind, he's got this all set up. And even if he chickens out, even if he finds a conscience about raping a child, he's going to provide her the material, the camera, the bra, the candles to entertain his sick and twisted fantasy. I mean, it's child porn, really. What he's doing is encouraging someone to produce child pornography. He wasn't charged with conspiracy to produce child pornography. Not even sure that's a charge in New Jersey. Perhaps it should be. Listen to Casey describe it herself. You're about to meet our oldest visitor, a 60-year-old engineer for a major phone company. Come on. I want to show you something. I want to show you something. Come here. We had like a five-minute back and forth. No, you come. No, you come. And then I got him halfway up the hill, and I was like, oh, look at the fish. Oh, and there's one other thing that you need to know about his chat. He mentions that before he shows up, he needs to talk to his lawyer. Hmm. Now, this advice, this counsel that he gets, doesn't prevent him from showing up. It's probably just a story. But he suggests in the chat that this lawyerly conversation might prevent him from actually having sex with the girl. But again, he shows up with the bra, with the webcam, with the candles. After weeks of describing online the different sex acts he wants to perform on the decoy, NJ Dom for F suddenly says he needs to talk to his lawyer. Just as he's about to leave to meet her, he tells the decoy that, according to his lawyer, they can't do anything. Come sit. There's people just come on the beach. It's fine. Yeah, I gotta go. Come on. It's okay. There's people walk on the beach all the time. Because it's nice out. He appears to get nervous. It's a chilly night. Starting to get dark in New Jersey on the shore. Puts his hands in his pockets and starts to back away from Casey. He's not, at this moment at least, going to come sit down on the beach in spite of her invitation. He's backing up, and I'm closer to the house with Ronnie Knight, my security guy, and it's time to go walk across the beach and confront him, which I do. How are you? Good. I need to talk to you for a minute. Take your uh, hands on your pockets. Okay. What are you up to Nothing. I was, I was not doing a thing. Not doing a thing. No. Not doing a thing, he tells me. Oh, he's nervous. His voice is likely an octave higher than it would normally be. And now he knows he's in trouble. But how much trouble? Now, I've read your chat log. I know. I went overboard on that. And um, overboard? He says he went overboard in the chat. He admits to doing something wrong, but is now going to try to explain to me that it's not as bad as it looks. He wasn't going to follow through. And I told her I can't do anything. And I did something wrong, and I admit it. And I checked into it. I can't can't do anything with her. I, I told her. I what do you mean you checked into it? I talked to a friend with a lawyer. Oh, you talked to a lawyer? Yeah, I, I'm not going to get in trouble with, with any young girl. You're not. You talk in great and graphic detail about 
being naked together are performing specific sections. Yeah, and I know that was wrong, and I told her I can't, I can't do it. And then I confront him about his very creepy, very disturbing comment about, do you want a boyfriend or do you want a dad? I can be your friend or dad is looking at Yeah, you say, do you want a boyfriend or a dad? That's a little creepy, I got to tell you. Well, but, but... She kept on saying her dad sucks. This is typical predator behavior. Blame it on the girl. She said, she said, she said, I was just trying to respond to her needs, her feelings, the lack of love from her own father. I'll just come over with some Victoria's Secret underwear, a webcam, and some candles. That's going to be very fatherly. No, it's not, Terry. So that makes it okay for you to say, I well, want I, you to be my girlfriend first. We can have sex, and then I'll be your dad. I'll take you out shopping. Well, here's what it sounds like. Yeah. It sounds like you were blooming. Oh. A young teenage girl into a relationship that would become sex. And I can see how you said that. He admits that I have a point. Now, all this is taking place in the backdrop of one of the most beautiful coastal areas in America. (laughs) Waves rolling up on the beach, sunset. And this man is trying to explain his way out of a very difficult situation. I, I, this is not a short chat, by the way. I know. This goes on for days. By the way, we will chat. Yeah, by the way. What's a 60 year old guy? It entered. To some extent, entertainment. Entertainment. Sexual entertainment. Sexual entertainment. Why would a 60-year-old man do this, I ask? Entertainment. Sexual entertainment. Yeah, and what if he was able to drop off the webcam? What kind of sexual entertainment would he be getting from this 13-year-old girl then? I think there's a little doubt. Do you see how you cross the line from fantasy to reality? Got in your car and go for the no, because I was not going to do anything. I was going, I, I was going to be a friend, and that was a friend. A sixty-year-old man was going to be well, a friend after saying I'm hard and well, can, do you want to feel me? A friend that wasn't going to do anything in the best-case scenario. It would appear that he was going to drop off the materials he brought, the webcam, the bra, the candles. That's the best-case scenario. Now, whatever spooked him. We don't know precisely what it was. The sight of the girl, the house. We don't think he saw me before I came out. Maybe his conscience. But even if he got away with this and didn't do anything, do you really think he'd stop there? I don't. I think he'd keep doing everything he was doing over and over again until he got to the point of no return. And that's the way these predators' minds work. Once they cross this line, this line between fantasy and reality, the borders we have as a society between adults and children, what most normal people consider sexual impropriety. There's no turning back for most of these guys. They have to have it. It's like a heroin addict. Defense lawyer Michael Manley told me recently, 
during a takedown live on True Blue. They need the heroin so badly that even when the dealer says there might be fentanyl in it, they're not going to blink. They're going to take it. They want it. Even though this girl who's 13 may agree to have sex with me and I may go to jail because of it, I'm going to do it. Hello. Um, what kind of a friend? Well, a friend that wasn't present. Do you mean predator? Well, did you bring Tom? No, absolutely not. I think. And this is where he turns the question about the items he brought around. Almost as if, well, I, I had to bring them because she wanted them. That's just not going to hold water here. You brought a webcam. And what else is in the car? Uh, I, I got the candles. I said I was going to Candles. And I got the, the bra that she A bra. I know it looks bad, but... Looks you know, bad? It is bad. Well, what do you think about a hip? I think I've learned a lot. Right I've learned a lot. Good. So then it's time for me to tell Terry Warner exactly who I am. Well, there's something you have to know. And that is, I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. We're doing a story on adults who try to meet kids on the internet for sex. Now, if there's anything else you want to tell us, we'd like to hear it. If not, yeah. Terry Warner thinks he's done. His mind is likely twirling. He knows he's been caught on camera, but he has no idea that when he walks around the corner, police are waiting to arrest him, which they do. He offers no resistance. Police, get on the ground! Get on the ground! Get on the ground! Get on the ground! More of our story in a moment. Warner was charged with attempted sexual assault and child luring. Ultimately, he was sentenced to lifetime probation, and he's got to register as a sex offender for life in New Jersey. Now, in the state of New Jersey, they rank sex offenders at levels one, two, and three. And only if you're a level two and three is the information surrounding your listing as a sex offender made public. So presumably he's classified as a level one, which is low risk sex offender. But interestingly enough, a few years after he was caught in our sting, Terry Warner was going to be Santa Claus. That's right. Be Santa Claus at a community center in New Jersey. This man who showed up after a sexually charged conversation with a 13-year-old girl was going to have children sit on his lap, presumably, and tell him what they want for Christmas. Now, a flyer talking about this event made its way into the TCAP community. And certain concerned members reached out to the community center. And Terry Warner lost his gig as Santa Claus. Now, as you know, I always reach out to the predators I've caught to get their side of the story, see how they're doing. 
And honestly, I hope I hear a story of redemption, therapy, a better life, not offending again. So I had a couple numbers for Terry Warner. I called them both, left voicemails, telling them it was me. I'm straight up about all this stuff. And I got a call back just before recording this podcast, this episode. I missed the call. I was actually at lunch with my son in Brooklyn. But I called back, and I think the man on the other end was Terry Warner's son, Terry Warner Jr., I think. And you'll see what I'm talking about. I'm going to let you listen in and see what you think. Hello? Hi, is Terry Warner there, please? Who's calling? It's Chris Hansen. Uh, do you want Terry Sr. or Jr.? Terry Sr., please. And what's this in regards to? It's in regards to uh, a follow-up story that I'm doing. Uh, he doesn't want to talk to you, Chris. Thank you, though. Okay. And, uh, please don't call here again. We follow up with some of the people we've met over the years, and I just wanted to follow up with him, and, and I had some questions. But if he doesn't want to talk, I understand that. I'm not going to bother you any further. No, I actually, no one in this family wants to talk to you. Please fuck off. I guess that's pretty clear. I think sometimes the families of the predators I've caught have misplaced anger. Now, I understand that there are members of the TCAP community who have reached out to the predators I've caught, and I'm sure they feel harassed. I'm sure they feel that they've suffered enough public humiliation, being put on TV, criminal charges, and the penalty. And that should be the end of it. And I would never advocate anybody in the TCAP community harassing anyone. But there's a simple way to avoid all this. And I think you know what it is. Don't talk to children online about sex. Don't groom children. Don't encourage children to produce pornography for you. Very simple. And you'll never end up on this podcast. As you know, I like to hear from you. This week's question is from Josh in Charleston, North Carolina. Hi, Chris. This is Josh from Charlotte, North Carolina. Big fan of the show. Big fan of the podcast. I've always wondered some of the requests that the predators are supposed to bring certain types of snacks. I've always been curious, number one, does the staff and the crew eat the snacks after the predator has been arrested? And two, if that's true, are there special requests for the predators to bring certain snacks that the crew wants to eat after they are arrested? Thanks, Chris. Take care. Bye. Excellent question, Josh. And one that's very easy to answer. Many times... The decoys will ask the predator to bring a snack or drink, and often they do. And that's evidence for the police. That shows intent. Recently, a 61-year-old doctor walked into our sting house with Oreos, red wine, and a Coca-Cola. That's what the decoy wanted. What the doctor wanted was sex with a girl he thought was only 15 years old. No, we never taste the snacks, Josh. That would make me nervous. Who knows what 
the predator could potentially lace the snacks with. We've never seen that happen, but besides just feeling wrong, we don't tamper with evidence. So the snacks go off with law enforcement. Tagged, bagged, and potentially used as evidence later in a criminal trial. You can find me all over social media, Twitter, at Chris Hansen, Instagram, official Chris Hansen, TikTok, have a seat with Chris Hansen. On True Blue, my streaming crime network, T-R-U-B-L-U, watch TrueBlue.com for details. New takedown episodes, The Predator Investigations, out now. You need to see this. And as always, you can reach me right here at chris at predatorpodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening.